Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. What's up, everybody? I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla86. He's at Alex Regla at Alex M Regla on Twitter. Alex, how you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? I'm great, man. Your ankle hasn't fallen off yet? No, there's. I think there's progress. I think the swelling is finally starting That's to good. come down. Because last week you said there was no progress. That's just <laughs> going to be broken forever. Yeah, I, I had already accepted that if, if it were to happen. Now, you're, you're back at home, right? You're off of work and back at home? Yeah, so the, my school's out for the summer, uh, the one I work at. So, yeah, I have summer break just like all the kids. So the, the ankle's up and it's getting iced and it's getting better. Well, like, uh, I've actually taken up skateboarding again. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm pretty dumb when it comes to that type of stuff. But it's like one of the few things you can still do, like, outside yeah, safely. Yeah, true. I mean, like, in quotes, safely. But, uh, yeah, so fingers crossed no other injuries going forward. All right, well, I just want to start off by saying this. Um, it's Tuesday afternoon. We're recording in the middle of just news is coming out. I mean, that's just we're available right now to record, so we're recording right now. So by the time you listen to this, we might be outdated with a couple things. We might be missing some stuff. Like last week, us over here talking about all the things that are happening, the restart and all this, and then Shams just drops every piece of detail possible. As soon as we're done, like editing and posting so if that happens again there's not much we could do uh, and i think that's maybe like the first sign that basketball may be back right <laughs> that like things yeah. are ongoing as we speak yeah i mean the the latest news in the nba i know this is a lakers podcast but the latest news in the nba is that uh nuggets nikolai jokic tested positive today in serbia for coronavirus so he's his return to the united states has been delayed uh, I believe he was tested over a week ago, and he has yet to display any symptoms of the coronavirus. So that's good to hear for him. Um, and the latest from Dave McMenamin of ESPN is that as of recently, the Lakers have all taken their coronavirus tests, right? Yeah, it sounds like today they they kind of uh, all the all the players and staff kind of went to the facility in uh, El Segundo and did like a drive-by testing thing. Results are expected in 24 hours as of right now. That tweet was 10 minutes ago, so um, we'll. I'm sure, like, we'll figure it out before the Lakers announce anything. I, and by the way, we may not ever know who tests positive. We may know who tests positive, but the deadline also to say if you're going to the Orlando Rebubble is tomorrow. So so far, two players, um, one from the Wizards and Trevor Ariza, both have voluntarily opted out for two totally different reasons. Uh, we have not yet heard about Avery Bradley. We have not yet heard about uh, Dwight Howard. Um, have you heard anything with that yet? No, it's uh, I guess not. So, um, yeah, if I'm assuming if we don't hear anything, then that means they're either playing or that report hasn't come out yet. Um, also, Kyle Kuzma tweeted six minutes ago with nothing to do with coronavirus, so... Uh, he seems not so worried about coronavirus testing right now, which is a good thing, I guess. Um, so that's the latest, man. The Lakers are they're preparing. This is happening. Um, I know a lot of people were skeptical because of what's happening in Florida and specifically in Orlando. They keep seeing 
um, increased number of cases of coronavirus there. But the NBA, they're getting the ball rolling. Everybody's getting tested. Out in Phoenix, two players have tested positive, according to AZ Central. Uh, not They have not reported who. Of course, the Suns, one of the teams, one of the 22 teams going to Orlando. So I think we're going to start getting... And I was trying to explain this to a buddy of mine. He's like, damn, dude, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of players testing positive. And I was like, yes, that's why they're waiting until July 31st. Um, people were thinking that it was, you know, they're getting their legs in shape. It's like, yeah, probably. But really, it's because we have no control of who is testing positive. We're not in a bubble right now. Players are living their lives right now. So we'll get them tested. The ones that need to isolate will isolate. The ones that can come back will come back. And then we still have plenty of time to travel to Orlando and then plenty of time to get games going once we're in the bubble or in a more controlled environment. Yeah, and I think that was always going to be the um, the way this was going to go. I guess test them now. See, you know, how I'm assuming, are you, are you expecting a lot of positive cases in the next few days? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing it in college football. Uh, players were allowed to return to, to some conferences on June 1st. And over 100 players so far wow. have tested positive in college football. And big programs, too. Clemson, LSU, Texas. You know, it's Boise today. Boise State shut down their entire athletic facilities just because they had eight positive cases, mm-hmm. not just football. Um, I think that's expected. Um, I'm not saying that the NBA, like, wants it to happen or anything. I just think they were expecting it. Remember me and you, we had this conversation when we were first getting into this and the talk about a restart was first coming, I believe it was like early May. And we were like, dude, if one player tests positive, the NBA is done. Mm -hmm. And you know, that went out the window because testing has increased so much in this country. Uh, Tracing has been able to, well, at least specifically for this league, testing has increased, tracing has increased. So that's not the case, which is if you want this to return, that's a good thing. Um, But I do expect not, I don't know how many, but I do expect more players. What about you? Yeah, the same. I, I probably feel the same just because we don't know what these players have kind of been up to these last few weeks and months while all this has gone on. We don't know uh, how seriously they've taken it, how much they've stayed home and kind of followed the protocol. Uh, but yeah, I think the next few days, if there's a lot of positive cases, that's definitely going to be at least kind of a red flag or a little more smoke towards the NBA's way about how they're going to handle this going forward. And uh, I, I think like you mentioned if one player tests positive i think that still applies but maybe if it's inside the bubble like when they're all in there already and another star player if he tests positive or something then yeah i think that's uh gonna be an issue that's one thing that that's that we don't know and there hasn't been a lot of reports or anything about it because just the players are not around media um you know the lakers did deal with coronavirus early on um two players tested positive we don't know which which two um, they've been tested a lot because of that already. Um, but one thing we don't know is, you know, the NBA obviously has to take this serious. The country is hopefully taking it seriously um, to get this the NBA back going. But how are the players talking about Corona within the locker room? You know, we talk, you know, Danny Green is having is having basketball conversations on podcasts talking about how we have professionals everybody's staying in shape everybody's doing what they got to do um lebron james is tweeting about helping voters and voter suppression in this country kyle kuzma tweeting about a bunch of stuff jared dudley you know there's not a lot of public comments about the virus and it's it's interesting to know it would be interesting to know what those conversations are how those conversations are being had within the lakers organization because they've been dealing it was for so long i think like the jazz they just had to deal with it. When you have two players test positive right away, 
they kind of got to go through it. So I'm curious to know if if we don't know how many Lakers actually had it. You know, we had a report that there was two. Could it have been more? Could have staff got it? We don't really officially know. Um, so I wonder just I'm curious how much how seriously the players are going to take the virus itself. Yeah, and I think that that goes for the entire league and every team and every locker room. Like I, I wonder when um, kind of basketball if it starts back up and they play in that bubble. I wonder how it's kind of talked about inside the locker rooms if there's kind of a divide at all where some players are taking it more seriously than others. And because I, you know, those are kind of conversations people have like with their families. Like I have to remind my parents and my family members like, hey, this is real. Like take it seriously and i bet that's kind of the same conversation a lot of these players are going to have with each other mm-hmm. also this week i saw stephen a smith say that the bubble should 100 percent be moved to new york city and oh, god as someone as so, just because of the cases going crazy sure. in orlando and, and new york's on the downtrend but um as a person that's younger that is health i have no underlying health conditions i'm just like you know as in, I, the way I look at the bubble is this, and I could be looking at it totally wrong, and you might disagree with me. I don't know. But the way I look at the bubble is if I'm in a city where the outside world of my bubble is just burning like crazy with coronavirus, I'm a lot less likely to leave the bubble than I would be if it was New York City, nightlife, restaurants, no corona. That might be a little bit more tempting. So to me, it's like I know they're going into like the heart of the storm, for lack of a better phrase. But isn't that kind of the whole point of the bubble? No one comes in, no one comes out. Yeah, I guess so. Like that—that's the argument, right? Like there's no—you're kind of removing that external factor from happening, and you're kind of making sure these guys don't break protocol and don't try to sneak out or be. You almost have to kind of force people to protect themselves by kind of literally putting them in like a bubble where they can't leave. So it is kind of also like a like a bit of like a science experiment to see how it goes. I think a lot of companies and the world are going to see how this works out. Yeah. And you know, it's it just kind of goes back to how seriously you're taking the virus and that's not what we're our main part of what we're talking about today, but we're just updating on this is what's happening. The Lakers just got tested. We'll find out results uh, within 24 hours of how many players or staff got tested. Let's not forget about the staff, you know? Yeah. Like we always talk about young healthy players and I go back to college football I think imagine 18 year olds they're not you know the ones severely getting affected by this has it affected people yes of course it's affected everybody um but it's almost like I I see it as college football athletics is just almost like encouraging their players to just get it and get it over with so we could just head into the fall and it sounds like a terrible thing to say but it's just my perception of the NCAA and just how the greed with college students. But I think the NCAA the, with NBA and and adults basically it's different. I think it, I think we don't really know how they would take. It. I'm just assuming that 18, 19, and 20 year olds don't really care about it because a lot of them are asymptomatic. Yeah, that's the thing. It's almost like you know, un- unless it happens to you or someone you know. Uh, a lot of people are still kind of pretending like it doesn't exist or doesn't it's not serious or anything and but you know the moment it does impact someone you know or happens to you directly then things change it kind of opens your eyes so uh yeah i, th- I still think there's a kind of a big portion of the society who's the same way even 
outside of just 18 or 19 year olds. As far as basketball goes, Woj made some some interesting. Uh, he just tweeted something really interesting today. Uh, he said, um, even among the six teams trying to reach the playoffs via plan, none believe this restart is worth risking injuries on players that could carry into next season. For some, Orlando will be an extended summer league to develop young mm-hmm. players and protect veterans. That's very interesting. So yeah, so I'm assuming he's talking about well, maybe the teams who like the Wizards, like the, the Suns, the Suns. So we like we know Bertans yesterday said he's not going in mm-hmm. uh, for financial and for personal Possible reasons. injuries. Yeah, exactly. So I'm assuming you know he's not going to be alone in that sense. There's other free agents. There's other uh, players who are going to be up for extensions, like guys like Kuzma, those younger players who kind of need a proof here. That they're worth an extension or those, that next deal so yeah i'm guessing those teams who know they're probably not gonna make the playoffs they'll be kind of an extended summer league maybe their g league talent gets to sh- get showcased and they can see who is worth investing in and not yeah it'll be interesting to see like hey we don't want to risk devin booker going out there mm-hmm. and we don't want to risk deandre Ayton going out there so we're going to send two g league guys and you guys just stay home and work out like that could possibly happen we won't know and maybe by the time people listen to this they do know but um another interesting piece of news today from shams they've extended the uh, the player option dates for 2020 nba free agency so anthony davis october 14th is his new player option free agency date so when he opts out like we're all in agreement we're not gonna freak out right oh i'm freaking out 100 <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out 1000 percent. i don't trust NBA players anymore after the whole Paul George saga and the whole Kawhi thing I know I don't I, I am freaking out I'm freaking out right now even thinking about it I feel like we should just warn Laker fans or at least kind of let them know like he's opting out no matter what even if they win a championship like it's financially that's the move you do like you don't take a one-year deal when you can get a max offer this summer and this is way above my head but isn't the smart thing to do is to take that guaranteed money because you don't know how organizations are going to be affected by free agency and who's going to be able to actually pay you all that. I'm assuming that there's going to be financial losses and, and future salary cap might be affected, mm-hmm. maybe. I guess that's a good so, point. Like, he could stand to take, you know, to agree to come back and then possibly try to re-sign after, uh, in next summer and see if that money goes up. And it looks more optimistic in terms of like the financial standpoint of the league. Like that's a good point that could happen. Like predicting what's going to happen in the off season in terms of contracts, I think is impossible at this point. Yeah, it's it, I, that's why if I'm, I think Anthony Davis. My what my belief is that he was going to come back, but now more than than ever, I, if I'm Anthony Davis, I'm like, yeah, this is this is going well. LeBron's coming back. I'll come back. But, you know, does he have to take the max deal? No, maybe he doesn't want to take the max deal. Maybe he wants to take a year or two and then go from there. The Kawhi route. Mm, they could. Like, we've seen, yeah, we've seen that one plus one type deal happen before. Uh, seen LeBron do it. Yeah. Uh, They're in that locker room. I was just saying, like, I wouldn't, like, obviously I'd be nervous too. Like, I think every Laker fan would. But I'm not going to totally freak out when he opts out. Like, my assumption is it's just in order to get that max deal but like you said yeah. uh, he could just resign we don't know yeah you never know but if if he opts out i'm freaking out until <laughs> he's officially signed with the lakers all, all over again because i mean honestly dude like world ending you know apocalypse situation anthony davis leaves and you're kind of stuck with this old roster it's like what are you gonna do you got a, a year of lebron left i believe maybe two 
but that's a 36-year-old LeBron. And then who else is around him? See, I've been playing a lot of NBA 2K since mm-hmm. I've been home, and I've like I've done like a like I've simmed a season, like just to like get to the summer because I think like signing players and drafting that's pretty fun. And do you know where uh, AD or what his decision was? Uh, oh god! <laughs> so basically, in my uh, simulated uh, franchise thing, he signed with Toronto, and him and Toronto. Giannis. I mean, no, him and uh, Siakam are just kind of like destroying the league right now oh man i mean dude i, I don't maybe <laughs> i don't know i mean there's there's so many options and didn't um uh Giannis, his little brother signed with his team in spain right yeah 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 uh Alex, so is there a, yeah. is there reports of Giannis going to spain now <laughs> yeah like any because kind of they signed his brother there. i mean geez it's it's the nba is so their nba free agency is so awesome except when your team is in the middle of either getting or losing a star player because it's just so stressful. It really is. And then, like, the last couple of years, it's just been so crazy, the amount of superstar players changing teams that, I mean, you, it, it's unpredictable. You just assume, but it's still unpredictable. What's the last uh, – hmm. or what's, like, besides trades? Like, mm-hmm. when's the last time the Lakers have really kind of nailed a signing in the summer? LeBron. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that yeah. guy. He's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I forgot he signed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah. But I think, yeah, your point is right, though. Like, take away LeBron and free agency. I don't know. Because they were, you know, there were – how many times have we waited for a summer because we're going to get this person or we're going to get this player? Paul George, that, Kawhi, yep. all these yep. guys just pass up. But, yeah, I think uh, AD, like, that's the signing right there if you're able to that's secure him. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great to control your destiny and go trade for players, but you have to be able to keep those players, and hopefully they do. Um, there was, so far, the 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 transaction window has been open for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, we have Corey Brewer signing with the Sacramento Kings. That's according to Shams. Brewer chose the Kings over multiple potential offers. So that's, as far as I can tell, that is the only um, official transaction so far. But if you're a Laker fan... You're looking at is DeMarcus Cousins' future because according to Shams, but now there's multiple reports that are maybe contradicting that, uh, multiple teams expressed interest in DeMarcus Cousins but has been told that he will sit out the res- he will sit out the resumed season and continue rehabbing for the 2021 season. Yeah, so basically the indication is other teams who have interest in, interest in him, who have shown interest in him, that he's either letting it know or his agent is letting them know that uh yeah i'm planning on just getting rehabbing and being healthy for next season but then tanya ganguly of the la times kind of not not didn't like shoot that down but supposedly the agent told her like he hasn't made an exact decision yet and it has to be kind of like a like a perfect team scenario for him to come <coughs> back and play is the perfect team scenario the Lakers because he's been around them so much? That's what is. That's what it feels like. Yes. <laughs> is the perfect team scenario still the perfect team scenario if Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee go back to the bubble? Ah, uh, that's a good point because it sounds like he wants to play. Like it sounds right. like if he does come back, it's with indication he's going to have like a a role and not just be on the bench. Because at that point, why are you risking even resigning? Right. Right, and that's true. And and the other thing is, I mean, you could make a point for, well, they just had four months off. Everyone's going to look a little different, which they are. So 
if he's actually physically able to go, they everybody's coming off an off season, so it's just like starting over. Because as much as we love what the Lakers look like at the end of before the coronavirus shut everything down, beating the Clippers, beating the Bucks, that's not the same team that's going to Orlando. Who knows what that team is right now? Who knows if everybody goes back right now? Um, so I see it as Boogie's on an even playing field. Is he coming back from major injury? Yeah, but if he's physically ready. Everyone isn't kind of everyone rehabbing in their own way. Everyone's sh- how many pe- players didn't have access to a basketball court? How many players didn't have access to even working out outside? Because we weren't really allowed to go outside. Um, I mean, we were, but you know what I mean. So I see a, I see Boogie as kind of like a new signing if he does go to the Lakers. And and if you're Boogie uh, and his agent, and he's gonna be a free agent this summer, and they both feel like, hey, like I'm I'm healthy, I'm good, I'm ready. Like it, it can also be a good like audition, like on a huge mm-hmm. scale. Like again, sh- like with the Warriors, like hey, I'm I'm able to play still, I'm healthy now. Come summer, like you guys should try signing me or try paying me. Yeah, I mean it's that's a great point. That's a great point because honestly, how many teams right now are scared of signing Boogie Cousins because he has so many injuries to the same leg. I would if say he comes all out and yeah. He, and, he, and if he comes back and he shows out, that's a great audition. And and honestly, could he? Let me ask you this question. He was already, I believe, like he wasn't on a veteran's minimum with the Lakers, but he was already like on a very low-paying contract. So what does Boogie have to lose by coming back besides another major injury, I guess? But as far as you know, reputation of of the league, what does he have to lose coming back? Yeah, I guess that's true, and I guess. In his eyes, like I mean, you can go to say uh, Phoenix, and they'll say, "Come, come play for us. We'll sign you just so you can audition." But if he if he struggles or gets hurt, of course that's a, a negative. But if he goes to the Lakers and maybe doesn't have a bigger role, but has a chance to win a championship, like again, these are all kind of different, like pros and cons for coming back or not. But yeah, like I, if he's able to perform and show that he's healthy, like that's only a good thing. Yeah, and I, I would actually welcome that. I would welcome the signing because, um, you know, you have guys on the team that don't really play. And like, is, is Quinn Cook really going to get a lot of minutes in the playoffs? You know? So, like, why not have someone else there that maybe can provide something else? I mean, and honestly, you don't really know how – like, I just keep going back to the point. You don't really know how they're coming back physically. Is Dwight Howard going to be the same guy he was? I don't know. Is JaVel McGee? I don't know. So why not have some – some options at least for those eight games hey give boogie a chance for these eight games see what he does you know like we're the one seed we're not going to really blow it you really we have to lose like all eight games to blow it so why not give boogie a chance see what he can do absolutely and and if dwight does decide like hey i'm not going like how how confident are you that boogie is going to get announced a few days later to the lakers yeah probably just because Unless they decide as as an organization to have Anthony Davis play more center, sure, sure, yeah. I mean that's that's a lot of that's a lot of height on the Lakers with Dwight, AD, Javale, and and Boogie. Like, there's no one else in the NBA that can compare with that height. Um, whether that's a good or bad thing, I mean. Um, but if yeah, I, I would be fairly confident that they would bring Boogie back if Dwight didn't if Dwight didn't go. Are you nervous though? Um, like obviously, Boogie. Like 
in terms of who else is out there like i, I mean in terms of like again it kind of goes back to that dwight thing that earlier in the summer where it's like who can offer up the most impacts in terms of who's available he's obviously mm-hmm. the guy right like he has that all-star impact potential are, are you nervous though he kind of disrupts kind of their playing style because he obviously I, can't you know run right and you know what's crazy is the way dwight was playing could he even emulate that? Could he be that energy know. off the bench? Could he provide that defensive presence down center? Because we just haven't seen enough of Boogie to do it. So maybe we're just thinking of Boogie the all-star and not thinking of Boogie who have right now. You know, Dw- Dwight Howard showed us something that nobody saw coming. Nobody saw him actually adapting to the role. Nobody saw him performing the way he was performing in a limited amount of minutes, even actually closing out games over JaVale McGee. So I think we all hated the fact that we had to, to sign Dwight Howard, but it's actually worked, been one of the best moves the Lakers could have done. Now, I don't really I don't really think Boog, Boogie can provide that. I don't. He's a different player. Um, he likes shot, a lot more jump shots. Um, I, I think what Dwight brings to the Lakers is more valuable for what they need. A defensive presence, a rebounder, block sh- a shot blocker. I think that's what more what they need. All on the other hand, I'm not saying Boogie's going to turn into this, but all year, what have me and you talked about? Who's the third scorer? Yeah. Who's the third scorer? They don't have a, a solid third scorer. I'm not telling you Boogie can be that guy, but he can. He has the ability to be a high end scorer, a higher ability than Dwight Howard. That yeah, so yeah, that's a good point. Like, it's it, it's like a pro and con with each. Like, obviously. Dwight, we at least know the shape he's in. Like, if we're assuming he's coming back the same shape he was in before the stoppage, but he can at least run. He looked pretty explosive, like, for most of the year in terms of, like, his athleticism, his rebounding, his defense. He can catch lobs again. That type of stuff is all useful. But offensively, besides that, you know, he's not really a threat on the post. You don't really want him posting up anyway. And with with Boogie, he already has that chemistry with AD from their time in in New Orleans and it was a guy that AD I'm probably sure pushed for for them to sign so uh but in terms of the shape he's in yeah I, it's tough like it's tough to assume that he's going to come in anywhere close to the DeMarcus Cousins even of last year or not yeah so that's going to be interesting to see what happens here obviously the deadline is um here next tomorrow uh, to, to 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 tell the NBA whether you are or are not going to participate in the bubble return. So we will see what they decide. I also saw this week, uh, yesterday, you wrote Anthony Davis, jump shot, an exploration. Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. So um, me and uh, Dr. Raj, who's he, he's worked on Silver Screener Roll. He's worked on a bunch of stuff. He's really, really cool sports scientist he's a doctor he works uh, a lot of soccer articles and stuff like that for biomechanics uh we both kind of just researched anthony davis's jump shot this year in terms of like the numbers and the film and that type of stuff and yeah like he's not great at sh- like he at in terms of his shooting like that's something he's never been really uh like elite or even really close to above average at and i think we kind of forget that sometimes because he's literally able to do everything else on the floor and just we're just kind of talking about like in terms of when the playoffs do happen that's somewhere where uh he's gonna have to improve in because i think against milwaukee this year he was like 0 for 10 from three so far 
and against the Clippers, he's about two for 12 from three. So two for 22 combined, basically, against those two teams. That's got to improve. So just basically kind of like the positives and negatives and encouraging things and not so encouraging things about his jumper. Dwight Howard has a higher three-point percentage than Anthony Davis yeah. this year. <laughs> I know he only took it like, how many did he take? Three? About, yeah. Think, or four, something like that. Either way, yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis has the fourth worst three-point percentage on the Lakers this year behind uh, ahead of Morris, Kuzma, and Rondo. And Kuzma, come on, boy, man, it's bad. I, I think, yeah, that's the thing. I was, I think a lot of fans uh, kind of overlook, again, because he's so good at everything else. Um, that and then mechanically he just looks like he can shoot right like when he shoots like it looks okay like oh that's a pretty good form for a big guy but he's never been a guy who's actually kind of finished those looks throwdowns.substack.com for how can you can't you subscribe on your twitter yeah yeah if you click basically even if you click that article which is kind of pinned to my twitter now um mm-hmm. there's a few little buttons inside the article where you can subscribe and uh yeah just Anywhere I kind of tweet about, you can see that. So, yeah, you can do it there, and it's free. I uh, should be trying to write on that a bit more this, this summer. And like we said early to start this whole thing, follow him at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86 I don't want to like go too deep into today's because, like I said, we're recording on Tuesday afternoon. I think by the time we're going to try and push this out as fast as possible, so just in case we don't want to be dated. So um, is if there's anything else that you want to hit on today, let me know. Uh, basically, I just refreshed Twitter just to make sure nothing else has happened. Uh, I guess Tanya Ganguly, uh retweeted something where she says that in this, Danny Green says he talked to Dwight Howard recently, but has not been able to get in touch with Avery Bradley lately. He says he thinks Howard will, Howard will join them in the bubble, but Howard has been dealing with a lot of difficult things that people don't know about. So, uh, yeah. So, basically, going back to what we said earlier, uh, we can maybe assume Dwight will be there, but really it's kind of all up in the air still and danny green he made a really good point in a podcast talking about how how important having everybody is like it it, having avery there having dwight there he's like it's it's important like that's the team that we are we're a team we have a unit and we're all we want we need to all be on the same page so like i said it'll be interesting i and the whole part of not being able to get in touch with avery bradley that's very interesting also, possible, possible big news. It sounds like maybe finally uh, baseball may be returning. I'm not sure if it's official <laughs> or not because we, we get different reports every single day. But uh, uh, it sounds like maybe at the end of July now. Uh, a lot of people are tweeting it right now, so we'll see. You know what, man? I hope so. And I hope that a 60-game season happens and I hope that universal DH happens. I hope expanded playoffs happens because baseball is so stagnant in the way it was. Like, let's just let's just mess around this year. Let's just see what happens this year. Maybe people will love it. It's, it's you know, 60 games in 66 days. That's a lot of baseball. That's and a lot of baseball. That's a lot of baseball. And, you know, if it's only regional, you know, if your Dodgers are playing the Angels and the Padres and the A's and the Mariners and, and the D-backs and the Rockies only – like cool that seems like a little like a little different change of pace hopefully the astros get thrown in there for the dodgers i need to see that (laughs) 
Um, I think the Astros are the only team that don't want to play this year. But if there's no fans, maybe it's not that big a deal. I, I'm very much on board. Obviously, the the last 88 days, I think 89 oh. days of negotiations has been the worst thing that baseball could possibly do yes. to itself yeah. from a PR standpoint. Um, but if you're a Dodger fan, you want this back, don't you? Like, let's go. Let's get this done. Let's keep, you know, Kershaw gets five starts, six, whatever it is, six starts during the during the year, and then we go. For sure. And as much as I do want to see Mookie Betts at least for half a season of baseball before he leaves, like, I I do worry about the safety, like, whole the safety things going on with this because I, I have no idea how that they're going to manage all of it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if Jim Bowden's correct, uh, it sounds like the report on July 1st for a July 21st, 24th opening day. So we'll see if that's Here's true. Here's what's encouraging about uh, sports trying to come back. Is it the safest thing? No, you're putting people in danger, but they're ex- they're accepting the risk. Um, here's the encouraging thing, though. In Europe, you got n- leagues happening not in a bubble, like they're just living their lives, being precautious. In England, the Premier League is playing. In Spain, they're playing. In Italy, they're playing. All countries that were hit super super hard with coronavirus have their biggest sport leagues happening, not in a bubble. So that gives me some optimism that the NBA can do it in a bubble, that baseball can do it without a bubble. Are you going to have players test positive? Yes. Are you going to have coaches test positive? Yes. If you trace it, test, contact trace, everything, you should be able to maintain it if your players take the responsibility and are responsible with it. So that's optimism for me. I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but I, 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 I can see it happening. Well, this is what Jeff Passan just said. Major League Baseball Players Association has agreed to report to training camps by July 1st and play a 60-game season, sources tell ESPN, but deal is not finalized yet. One one last health and safety hurdle to get over, and Major League Baseball will be back a week from tomorrow. That's really, really, really really quick turnaround, too. That's insane. You want to talk about quick turnaround? (laughs) So you have to test literally every single MLB player and to get back from a week tomorrow. Like, you got to test them, like, today. Literally, more Phillies players and staff uh, were announced that they tested positive uh, today. So, yeah. oh, man, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I want Good baseball luck, back, baseball. But... I want every sport to be able to come back. If they're going to try this, I hope every um, sport gets to come back. And, and I really hope every sport gets to finish. I think we'll come back. I just hope every sport gets to finish. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like a lot, of, I think a lot of these will start up. It's just a matter of which one's able to completely pull it off or not. Yeah, but we shall see. All right, Alex, uh, follow him at Alex M. Regla. Subscribe to uh, Throwdowns. You can do it on his Twitter. It's pinned to the top of his profile. So do all that. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla eighty six. Subscribe on Spotify, on Apple, and visit SilverScreenAndRoll.com. We're doing daily podcasts, so if we're behind. Tomorrow's podcast will be up. So check them out. Alex, thanks, man. Thank you, man.